Hey, what's going on everyone? This is Drew Davis and I want to welcome you back to Learn How to See Better, the only podcast out there known to improve your vision the longer you listen. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about a celebration-based topic. As you know, it's uh, that time of year. It's graduation time, right? Time for us all to celebrate the uh, the college grads, the high school grads, the, the PhDs, the masters, the high school, the junior high, uh, grade school, <laughs> and even on down to kindergarten. And particularly kindergarten is the one I want to touch on a little bit because I, me, myself, uh, I'm a father of a six-year-old son who he just turned six and he's graduating kindergarten tomorrow, which is a super cool uh, experience. His first opportunity to experience what it's like going through the ceremony and some of the tradition associated with graduation and just to be able to celebrate uh, the closing of this kind of first, I guess, chapter of uh, first major chapter of his life because he goes off to school next year and this is a big deal for him and he's excited. We're all excited. It's uh, it's a fantastic thing and um, what's interesting about it is it takes me back to when I first graduated kindergarten. My goodness, that was many, 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 many moons ago. But um, through the years, I've I've been able to recall the memories of of that day and even some of the memories that were kind of, I guess, planted in my head from from the recap of the event from different perspectives. And if it's all right, I'd love to share a little bit of a story about this. And so... um, so as you know, all the parents, you know, they're taking off work. They're going to go see their kid, you know, graduate kindergarten, right? Um, and in my case, um, my parents were there. Uh, both my parents were there supporting and loving me as, as they always have. And I remember my mom telling me this story where she was starting to get a little bit antsy, a little bit upset because, you know, they called all these kids names and, you know, they usually do it alphabetical. My last name's Davis, you know. Boom. You know, you tackle, you tackle the D's up in the front end of the alphabet pretty quickly. And what she had noticed was they'd gone through all these other children. She's thinking like, are they going to call my kid up or what? You know, because <laughs> you know how it is. Every parent's really there to see their kid. That's what's really got them, uh, you know, making excuses and, and taking, uh, taking time to get off work. Right. But the thing that uh, caught her by surprise was they went through all these students and, you know, it's like great for them, but you know, where's my kid? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't even know what, what's, what's going on here. It doesn't seem like, um, it's the, the regular set of steps, right? If they're calling out kids alphabetically, they skip my kid, like what's going on. So she's getting antsy, mind you, she didn't realize, uh, what was about to take place. And so after a little bit of you know, pause, they, they, you know, closed out and, and welcome up the last, last child. And, uh, the, the way the story goes, as I recall it, is the teacher said, you know, what I want to do now is take a moment to actually acknowledge, uh, a special student and, um, you know, said a series of, of, of kind things about this, uh, superstar student and that they wanted to save for last because, um, they wanted to present the award uh, to this last student that they hadn't recognized, and they wanted to present them with the uh, special recognition award for most likely to succeed. And lo and behold, guess who that was? Haha, <laughs> yours truly. Pretty cool, right? I was voted most likely to succeed out of kindergarten. <laughs> hey, we got to start somewhere, right? Um, and, it's, and that made me just feel super good. 
and you know the fact that I could see I was getting special recognition you know my parents were super proud and happy and of course you know after they um, you know hear all these kind words said then of course <laughs> you know my mom wasn't so upset anymore about you know them taking forever to call my name um, and it was just a great day I actually remember uh, a lot of details about that day there's only so much I think people remember back going to you know five six years old um, I even remember what I got as a gift I got a set of golf clubs <laughs> This was, uh, I guess Tiger was probably swinging him by then um, as well, because I'm a little bit younger than he is. But yeah, I was five years old and my dad was already a golfer by then. So my first gift was a set of golf clubs. And uh, I probably never even, you know, uh, <laughs> did too much with those because I'm no uh, expert golfer. But uh, I remember that day and how vivid it was and how good it made me feel just to be acknowledged by and appreciated by my parents. They were proud of me. It's like, oh, okay, well, your parents are proud of you. Why is that important? Well, it made me feel good. It made me feel loved. It made me feel important and that they were pleased in me as their child. But all the accolades and all of the um, recognition was nice. But let's take a moment to define this, right? At, at, such, a age, at such a young age, now granted, I was a pretty sharp kid, but what is success? right? What's success to a kid? What's success to you? How do you relate success to your life now as compared to when you were younger or when you were a child? And I mean, it was, it was pretty basic. Like success back then, um, success was you are famous, okay? Uh, Michael Jackson was famous, so that meant he was successful, right? So that was a lot of what defined fame back then. So it was Actors, actresses, musicians, uh, sports figures, uh, you know, the different athletes, right? And it was pretty basic. It was pretty basic. And I remember when I look back to thinking, okay, so if you want to be successful, you have to be famous. And it didn't take long, and, and this was, you know, past kindergarten, but, you know, early on in grade school, you realize that there are other people labeled with success. You know, you start to get into different subjects in school, the next thing you're knowing about you know, science and music and social studies. And a lot of times our viewpoint or stance or um, perspective of success has to do with where we are at that time and what we've been exposed to. So in my case, again, you know, your early elementary school years, um, you start to learn about how status can be a way that people are defined as success. Oh, okay, this person is a, um, you know, this person's the governor, right? This person's the mayor. Um, you know, this person is, um, this person might be the president or, uh, or a king, right? When you would start to learn about history. Um, so you'd learn all these different ways that I guess you were kind of famous, but it was more about your status that actually made you successful, right? And then, uh, you know, of course, as, as you go on and learn more about jobs and professions, and this person's successful because they are uh, almost like a coveted position in society or someone looked up to based on what they know, like, oh, they're a doctor or a lawyer or engineer. So uh, because they're smart, still related to status, but now it's more profession based, right? And then you start to recognize that not very long after that, a success specifically tied to fortune uh, in one way, shape or form, um, you know, oh, they make a lot of money, so they're successful. Right. And so at an early age, you know, we we're still having these these foundations of what success is, you know, tied to a label, a definition, a status, uh, fortune. Right. 
And I think that even played a role in me setting the stage for how I chose my career path in life. I mean, I've talked about this very early on uh, in, the, in these sessions is that, you know, when asked, what do I want to major in when I grow up? Um, what do I want to do? Uh, I want to be rich. I know that, right? And why was that? Well, it was because, all right, well, if I'm, you know, I, was, I lived a fairly regular life, so it wasn't like I was famous. And I didn't necessarily have um, the aspiration to be any particular uh, status symbol that wasn't necessarily something that called to me and I think of it as a bad thing uh, you know I remember at one point I, I wanted to be a doctor and that was because I had learned that doctors help people I, I think that was probably seventh or eighth grade I didn't even realize that doctors made a whole bunch of money uh, most of the time so again it's like that that moving target of how we define uh, success and then how that translates to what we what we cling to, what we hold on to, what we say is the key element of success by the time we get to adulthood and when we're, you know, middle-aged, right? And so what matters, what really does matter the most? And, and then again, back to the question, what is success? Well, you know, there's there's two success definitions that I want to touch on because these were some of the ones that it took me a very, very, very long time until I actually read a definition for the word success. I mean, it sounds crazy, but have you? When was the last time you read a definition of the word success? How would you define the word success? What words would you use? And a couple of phrases I heard, one of them I know for a fact, I believe it came from, <laughs> I know for a fact that I said I believe. Uh, this one came from Jim Rohn. And Jim Rohn is a mentor of mine, and uh, he's got some great content that's helped shape my views over the last decade. And he said this, he said that success is something you attract by the person you become. It's like, what? Yeah, success is something you attract by the person you become. And around the time I got introduced to this, this must have been literally right at the 08, 09 um, timeframe. So right at roughly about a decade ago. Um, this was before 2010, that part I'm, I'm fairly certain. Um, but, the, but the point of it all is I was still, um, working in corporate, and this was during the Great Recession, right? Where if you just had a job, you were so gracious, you didn't care if they were, you know, slave drivers and kicked you and beat you, you know, while you worked, you're just thankful to have a job and not be another person going into foreclosure or something, right? And uh, I remember this one instance where um, my boss had come to town. So, you know, I worked in Phoenix, um, my boss was in Phoenix, and then I think I, it was like a second-line manager had flown in. Or maybe, I, no, my boss was in California, and my second-line manager was in Phoenix, and they were having some meeting. And then uh, one of my teammates says, hey, you know, the, the boss's boss needs to talk to you. I'm thinking, ooh, what's going on? <laughs> as far as I know, everything's going good, just like every other good red-blooded American. I'm working my tail off trying to keep my job. So I'm like, okay, what's he in town for? You know, why does he want to see me? Is, is everything Okay. So it was a little nerve wracking, right? Because again, you know, the company I worked for, it was, it was, gosh, it seemed like every year almost that there was some bloodletting, there was some guillotine falling and there was gonna be what was called a resource action. It was a series of layoffs. And when you work with big companies, that's part of what comes with the territory, but now we're in the great recession. And if you watch the news and the doom and gloom and you know, woe is me, the sky's falling. And so I'm thinking, oh man, you know, I was not expecting to get called into the boss's boss's office today. And what happened that day really woke me up uh, to what that quote that I just shared can actually mean. Because 
they call me in and there was no, it wasn't an HR person in the room. So I'm like, all right, I can let my guard down a little bit. Then I ask him for my badge and my laptop to get turned in. But they started to talk about um, the team and what the goals were and the value, you know, a lot of talent on the team and, you know, that he was fortunate to have all of us on the team and then kind of pauses. I'm like, all right, so what's up? Do I not make the cut? Where are we going with this? They're not leading me in any direction as far as clues go. And they said, you know, one thing um, that's unique about you is even though you're the youngest person on the team, um, what I've got to tell you is you just have this radiant positive attitude. And I wish that everyone on my team had an attitude as positive as yours. Can you believe it? I was like, what? Now, granted, I had started my personal development journey. I was growing. I was reading the books. You know, I was putting the good stuff in my head to, to change my stinking thinking. But I surely did not expect to see that. And I said, wow. And it wasn't that they just said, oh, okay, you know, pat me on the butt with some kind comments and, and send me back to work. No, 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 no. What they came and, and followed that comment with was... And we're, you know, apologetic that, <laughs> that it's been so long since you had a raise and we're still not in position to give you a raise. And I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> you know, is this just, we, we love you, but we can't pay you? Like, what's going on? So I'm listening very intently, trying to, you know, pay attention and process all this at the same time. And then they, they tell me that. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then they say, what we would like to do, though, is in, in lieu, like, we can't give you a raise right now because, you know, all just the timing of everything back then uh, but they said we'd like to give you what we call a retention bonus and they gave me and extended a $12,000 retention bonus as long as I promised that I wouldn't leave the company for a minimum of two years double what 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 is <laughs> in the middle of a great recession and they're paying me five figures to say please don't go anywhere else and that's when I said wow between not so much the payout that they broke bread and, and, and said, here, you know, sit tight, be happy, keep working. But the commentary before that was such an aha moment when it was like, okay, I've attracted this to me. I've attracted this retention bonus. I've attracted this money. I've attracted this recognition by the person I've become. You know, when you think negative thoughts, you don't have to say them. You can think sarcasm all day if that's your personality style and your outlook on life, but you don't have to just let every word drip with sarcasm or cynicism um, because you know what? Sometimes the world doesn't want to hear that. It goes back to those golden rule things you get taught by a parent. You know, if you have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. There's some truth behind that, right? And, and part of it actually does kind of make sense. And, and so that's when I started to see that, hey, this whole make yourself better, read some books and do what they say, this actually works. And it's crazy to think that, that I was actually a, a living testament to this process coming true. And then that was coupled with another definition of success I heard. I don't want to pin this on anyone because I don't like quoting people and not being 100% sure who it is. Um, but this one said, success is the continuous progress towards your goals. And this I really liked because it was a different perspective, like success, no, that's when you hit the goal, right? No, 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 no. Success is the continual pursuit, the continual progress towards your goals. So the person that's like, the person that's digging out of debt is successful, right? If, if that's in line with what their goal is to get, to get out of debt. Let's just, just pick one, right? Um, 
you could be going through marriage counseling, struggling, still having knockdown, drag out fights, not physically, but you know, <laughs> figuratively speaking, you're gonna be having knockdown, drag out fights. And because you're going to counseling and you're continuing to try and you're working on yourself, you know, that person or those people are actually successful because they're making con a continued progress towards their goals. Now that part, that one might seem like it's stretching it a little bit, but think about it, right? Um, because we would still refer to that husband as a successful husband because even though he did this, that, and the other and messed up or neglected or whatever the case may be, was it always a guy's fault? Um, but in that scenario, if he's able to get it together, to turn it around, to prove to his wife that, that he loves her and, and to demonstrate that he can treat her with the appropriate level of honor and respect that she deserves, and he, and he achieves that, just by fixing the marriage, right? Just just by going through the process of fixing the marriage, that that is success, right? As a as a person looking to keep the person, looking to keep someone in their life that that they love. Uh, so so those two definitions kind of coupled coupled together, ended up being their own swirl version of success. Because I you know going back to what I was saying in the beginning, it's like wow. Well, if I started by thinking success was tied to fame, then to status, then to fortune. It's like, well, what matters the most to me now? And at 40 years of age, it's a totally different set of things I didn't think I would ever list out. I mean, what matters most to me now is, is happiness and, and love and family and, and just satisfaction with the relationships, the, the way I treat people, the things that I'm doing um, on a day-to-day -day basis, the, the way I you know, invest in myself continually to just grow and refine myself, um, my health choices, my wealth choices, my, you know, just, just every area I'm looking to level up. And that's what matters most to me is to reach my full potential. That, that's what really drives me. Yeah, do I still wanna make a lot of money? Sure, but it's, it's different now, right? And, and some of that's happening. So it's not, it's not like the, the be all, end all. And that's what I think is important for people to understand is that, you know what, uh, success, and its definition can actually change for you. Have you ever considered that? You know, have you always just figured that success was having a lot of money? Do you define success as having a lot of power, right? What if, what if you're a, a king and everyone hates you, but you got all the power and they respect you, so you don't really need the love, right? Um, you know, there's, there's been a lot of successful people out there that maybe didn't have family, but then there's also people that are very successful with family. You know, I, I remember my dad once said something that, that still sticks with me. He said, you know, he's got a lot of, um, he's got a lot of well-to-do friends. You know, he, he's an avid golfer, loves playing golf, and he golfs with, you know, with, with the doctors and the uh, other folks that are, that are doing well off with those quote-unquote successful, <laughs> again, there's that word, successful professions. And uh, he said to me once, he's like, man, these guys I, I hang out with, you know, they all make a whole boatload of money. They make much more money than I do, but I'm the richest man of them all. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, how could that be? And, and the comment was so genuine what he said, because there wasn't this like delayed effect for the mic drop. It's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm rich in my relationships, the quality of living that I'm enjoying. He's just plain happier, right? I mean, it's, it's, it might be great to be, you know, a highly paid professional, but if, if you don't have the lifestyle uh, and, and flexibility of your own schedule. Uh, everyone's heard the phrase golden handcuffs, golden handcuffs. I know some people with them and it, it's no way to live because 
rumor has it, nobody likes to live in a mansion by themselves, okay? It's as simple as that. So as we pursue our goals, we have to think what matters most. I, I've, I've met people um, that actually chose career over family because that was more success-based. The person, I guess, figured, hey, I can get a new wife and make new kids, but I'm going to go get this money. And, you know, I wish them well. I hope things are, are great with them now. It's an interesting decision. Probably wouldn't be one that, that I would have made for me, but that could have been the best decision for him. Who knows? Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't spend too much time dwelling on whether certain decisions that people make are right for them, but I do spend a lot of time dwelling on whether the decisions that I make for my life are best for me so that I can live my best version of success. I mean, I'll ask you, you know, are you living your best version of success, right? Is it actually attainable? If not, why not? You know, what is your vision? You know, I mean, I, I think of people that, um, you know, we were, the theme is graduation, right? Okay, um, I graduated college, gosh, 18 years ago, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, you know, when you talk about college graduation, a lot of times defining success is like, oh, my great, 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 great granddad went to this school and so his kid and his kid and my granddad and my dad. So I guess I'm going to the same college. I'm going to the same alma mater because everyone ahead of me did. Well, if that's in your backyard in your local town, that might make sense for a variety of reasons. But what if you're the black sheep of your family? What if you don't want to go to that school anymore, but you do it anyway to please others? Is that really your version of success, right? I mean, let, let's look at something totally different. Let's look at athletics. Are you going to be an athlete just because your parents were or, or just because people in your family were and your bloodline were? That's cool if you're blessed with natural gifts and talents. But I mean, my goodness, I can only imagine what the pressure must have been like for, say, Michael Jordan's kids. Like, um, bar set kind of high, anything less than the greatest ever <laughs> to play the game is going to be considered quite the shortcoming, you know? I mean, I could see with the mind that I view the world through now, like if I was Jordan's kid, I probably would not want to go uh, that same path, even if the table was set for me, because, you know, it's a big function and I don't, I don't know them and their world and the family life, but just the idea that what if... Jordan's son fell in love with music. What if he had a passion for art? What if he wanted to be a scientist, you know, and, and do research? Like, what? No, you're Jordan's kid. You have to play ball. Like, oh, what do you mean? And, and it can go the other way, too. You know, not just uh, successful things, but not so successful things, right? Um, yeah, I mean, actually, on the successful things, it, it could be anything from any profession. It could be the family business, right? That gets passed down. It's like, oh, gosh, I don't want to do, I don't want to be doing whatever the family business is. I want to be my own man or be my own woman. And there's a pressure there. There's an external pressure for you to, to conform to that vision. But if it's not yours, what are you doing? I mean, you flip the script. I mean, there's, there's people who grow up in environments without a whole lot of, um, family stability so they go off of what they see you know heck uh, your old man might be a criminal and his old man might be a criminal and you might come from a long line of career criminals so it's almost anticipated or expected that you too must take on that path of being a criminal because that's that that's you know that might be that flavor of success based on the choice in lifestyle and that's crazy to think that so many of us will just fall in line with what's expected of us, but it's not what we really want. 
it's not what we really want. And that's scary to think that, my goodness, if you live your whole life that way, how do you ever truly experience happiness, right? Um, you know, I mean, it's like the saying goes from Winston Churchill, we make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give, okay? And, and, if, <laughs> and if you don't give much of a hoot about what you're doing, you're probably not gonna be able to get uh, the most out of life. And so I think that it's important for people to spend the time to make sure that they have clearly taken the time to define what success means for them. So what do you define as success? How are you defining success for you? It's a great question to, to, to ask yourself. I mean, I'm asking myself the question right now, you know, how do I best position my son to, to define success for him in a way that's gonna serve him, right? He's graduating kindergarten tomorrow. This little guy is amazing. He's like me version 2.0. <laughs> You know, great looking kid, um, just a, a just an amazing, good person, warm heart, um, smart as a whip, good at math, reading. He's a social kid. He's got lots of personality, lots of friends. Got good handwriting. He's bilingual, good looking, athletic. He knows how to tell time in Roman numerals and, and spell words in Spanish that you know are, are big and have lots of accents on them. <laughs> And, and he's an ambitious, driven kid. He's starting to learn about money because there's, he's just around it. And some of that exposure he gets from his parents being uh, full-time real estate investors and in business for themselves. So he gets the opportunity to see some of the uh, lifestyle um, that we've been able to provide, how we're always able to be there, you know, at the school functions, taking them to school, picking them up. And we know and recognize that he's excited about his future. But the tricky part about it is that he must create his own definition of success. I'm not able to force that on him. How am I supposed to do that? I could, I could shove down his throat my views of success and tell him, this is what success means, this is what success means. But if he didn't get a chance to experience it for himself, that's just not fair. And so it, it becomes one of those things where as a parent, you're really nav you're working hard to navigate those waters, right? Because we want to be able to support him in anything he wants to do. But there's also the flip side of the coin where we also want to be able to make sure that we provide him exposure, exposure to a variety of experiences for the specific purpose of allowing him to decide what he gravitates towards best. I mean, he's a smart kid. Any of these subjects he can knock out but he also likes money, right? So is he gonna be a kidpreneur? But the kid's super outdoorsy. It's his Colorado side of the family and, and that outdoorsy mountain blood coming out. He loves going hiking and running and he plays soccer and he's super active. So maybe he wants to be athletic, but I'm not gonna tell him you have to be an athlete. You have to be a, a 4.0 student. You have to, you know, um, skip the, the, the corporate route and only be an entrepreneur. Well, I'm not sure what's gonna pull the best greatness out of him, right? He has to be able to make some of those decisions. So as it goes into these school years and elementary, it's a little bit different because it's new territory for us, but we're looking at ways to um, try to gauge 
how he gravitates towards the sports that we put him in in summer camp and how he gravitates towards the different music experiences and art experiences that he's going to have. Um, what about different science experiments? I mean, um, the kids start asking deeper and deeper questions the older and older they get. And sometimes it's like, okay, when is the right time to explain some of these topics, right? And as it pertains to things that they learn in school, how does that really apply towards his home life? I mean, you know, without bashing the school system right now, uh, I, th I think it's fair to say that in most instances, uh, the majority of schools are providing the framework for someone to, you know, if they go and get good grades, they can go to a good school and end up with a what? A good job. Well, guess what? Maybe you don't want a job. Maybe you want to own a job. Maybe you want to own a business, right? Maybe you want to manage and oversee employees. Maybe more of your function based on your uh, genius zone. You know, if you like money, you might be good with money. You might be a better investor than you can be an employee. So if you know how to be an effective steward of capital, guess what? Those are doors that should very well be open to you. I recently was in an event I saw there was a young kid, he was probably like 12 years old, he was promoting his book and it was called Kid Trillionaire. I thought, wow, <laughs> you know, think about the paradigm shift, right? That, you know, it, it, it's a whole different blueprint. This, this little young individual isn't aspiring to make 40, 50 grand a year, punching the clock from nine to five. No, the book's called Kid Trillionaire. And just the fact is I'm telling this story and it's kind of relevant, and I'm just talking about my kid likes money. Um, I should probably go pick the book up and read it because I would like to see the perspective of how with all of the change that, that I've gone through and that we've seen happen through the generations and access to information for young people, you know, how does that as a 10 year old, 12 year old kid see the world? What does the world look like through their eyes? How do they reasonably justify what success is, right? Okay, based on the title, is it, is it strictly about, uh, you know, financial or is there more to it, right? Who knows? I guess I'll just have to go pick it up. But the point being is that it's so excited to see that I'm fortunate enough to have uh, my own, you know, my own version of a kid that's most likely to succeed, right? And maybe it's just in my mind, but that's my belief and perception is 90% of the reality. So guess what? <laughs> my kid's most likely to succeed, but in what? And how do we define it, right? I don't want him to be successful in career and a failure as a husband or a father. Uh, I did hear again an event that I was plugging into to grow myself, learning how to see better. You picking up the picking up what I'm putting down here, and and the quote said that no success can compensate for a failure in the home. <clears throat> wow, think about that. It's like I don't care what title you get from the job, CEO of whatever, X Y Z I N C, right? Uh, if business is great, if your career is great, but your home life's a disaster, you know, you have a deteriorating relationship with your spouse or significant other, your kids aren't excited when you walk in the room, you don't even have much of a relationship with them, you're not connected, you don't know what's going on in their life, you don't know what their interests or hobbies are, that's failure. I wouldn't trade that for anything. I wouldn't trade any success to just have a complete collapse over over in the home life. And I'm not saying, you know, two people grew apart, they couldn't work it out, and they split up, and, and the kids got a little damaged. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm really just talking about 
Uh, as we define success as continual progress towards your goals, you know, a lot of times failure, well, let's just take it as the opposite of that. It's not making progress. It's not even attempting to move towards your goals, right? So you're just basically kind of opting out, throwing in the towel, handing it off saying, I'm done, didn't like it, see ya, right? So defining success for you, how will you do it? Is it tangible or is it intangible? Is it something related by, is it something related to what other people think or what you think for yourself, right? We are trained in society to say, he's successful, she's successful, they're not doing so good. Oh, that dude, he's a real mess, right? He's a clod. But the fact of the matter is that, you know what? We must define success for ourselves because if I were to allow someone to, to, to place the, the label of successful or not successful on me, that would be probably one of the most detrimental things that I could do, right? Now, granted, I started this off saying, hey, you know, it was pretty cool. Here's a story of me graduating kindergarten. And guess what? I got voted most likely to succeed. Well, we got to start with where we're at. And when our inputs are such that they're mostly external, um, not too many five-year-olds have it, a, an elaborate, detailed, mapped out, <laughs> organized vision of their life. Um, so we're kind of fed things, right? Hey, you, kid, you're most likely to succeed. Okay, what does that mean? That means you'll probably, um, because you're smart, continue to get good grades. You'll get uh, admitted to a good school. You might get a scholarship, get good grades there, keep it up. You get a good job. You know, you make 50 grand a year for 40 years and then you've done it, right? Had 2.4 kids uh, and, 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 a, and a wife. And I don't even know if statistically they call that out. Is that with one wife or because, you know, the divorce rate's like 60 percent in the United States. But anyway, the point being that, that some of the table is set for you before you even get a chance to start making the selections for what ingredients comprise your definitions of success. And it's gonna pretty much fall in one of those categories, right? How to review it, is, is it what you have, you know, based on your status, your money, your power, right? Money, power, respect. Um, or is it more the, I won't even call them intangibles, but is it more based on what your home life is like, right? Are you happy? Do you have a sense of recognition? Do you feel significant? right? You know, I, I graduated kindergarten most likely to succeed, but if you were to look at statistically or on paper or a short synopsis summary, I don't know if someone else, <laughs> notice what I'm saying, I don't know if someone else, there's certain someone else's that would probably not define me as successful. I am a 40-year-old male living in America, uh, with a wife and multiple kids, and I don't have a job. <gasps> oh my gosh, this guy must be a loser. What is he doing? What's she doing? They should just pack their bags and run, right? But that's not the whole story, right? I, I would say, okay, yeah, that guy sounds like a real bum, you know? Um, or many people might say, yeah, that guy sounds like a real bum based on these traditional, what do you do for a living type uh, filters to label you as successful or unsuccessful, right? But if someone knew the full picture, they would have a better understanding of what uh, are some of the reasons that I would, without hesitation, define what I'm going through in this experience in my life as one that is successful. Because of the things that I'm sharing with you, that, I, that I'm getting the chance to uh, participate in and enjoy. A happy marriage, 
amazing kids, great family life. I got healthy parents that are in love with each other still, and they're some of my best friends, right? Um, I've got strong relationships with family and friends in my world. I feel good. I feel like I'm doing good in the world. I know that I have value and skills to offer a large number of people based on where they might be in their life journey. And I'm so excited about the opportunity to be able to take what I'm currently learning, what I've learned in the last decade plus, and what I'm continuing to learn, and taking that information and translating it into something that's digestible and consumable for the masses. I'm a reporter of my experiences in the world and I feel it's my duty to bring back. These are the secret nuggets. These are the ahas I've had that help me to see the world through a different set of eyes and improve my vision. And based on that, these are the things that I'm using to define my success criteria. I'm continuously growing and improving. I'm continuously looking uh, to uh, serve my people at a higher level. And whether that's family members, friends, clients, uh, and others. And I think that's something that I wish we all did a little bit more of and gave it some thought to say, what could I be doing right now to make just one step closer to the version or to the viewpoint um, or the type of success that I feel is right for me and worthy of my own pursuit? Is there one thing I could do you know, for my business today? Is there one thing I can do for my health today? Is there one thing I can do for my relationships today? right and there and, and then then boom 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 something for the other areas as well but that's where you start to really be able to move the needle and see the progress that makes you feel like you're having what success and what's that just the continual progress towards your goal so you don't have really you don't really have success without a goal so <laughs> if you're not setting goals you're probably not successful because it has to do with your mindset and thoughts are things so if you're not thinking it you know, you're not feeling any kind of way about it. And if you're not feeling any kind of way about it, it's not sparking action and you're not doing anything. You're not moving. You're not making that progress. You're not building that momentum. You're not building those habits that will eventually serve you and carry you to your goal. So give that some thought as you look at the word success and failure, how they apply to you. Uh, if you are a parent and you got some kind of kid or relative uh, graduating, they might want to listen to this. I'm not saying I'm trying to go out and give life coaching advice necessarily, but this is a perspective that so few of us actually bother to consider. We'll, we'll, we'll take a label that someone else placed on someone else and, and make that the go-to de facto standard. Like, all right, well, if you got a lot of money, that means you're successful. Not necessarily, <laughs> you know, you could be, you know, have all kinds of addictions. Um, you could have all kinds of character flaws. You could have all sorts of, you know, backstabbing, you know, tendencies. You, know, you do people wrong. You're a bad business person. Like there's, there's a whole bunch of things that could be tied to um, the failure of that definition of success to really represent reality because you know what there's rich broke there's rich crooks there's broke crooks right there's good people that are rich there's bad there's bad people that are rich there's you know good people that are broke and bad people that are broke so it, it's not it, it ain't about the money it ain't about the job right um, there's people that are in certain professions where they're great at what they do there's you know good teachers and bad teachers there's 
Um, there's a lot of different professions where there's there's good ones and bad ones, and and that's just you know there's good people and bad people. So you can't get hung up on some of the things that are just too surface level. I think it's that the definition of success is something that must be customized for you because you're going to have your own version of success than I do. I have a slightly different version of success um, you know, than my wife or than my kids or the, you know, my brother, my sister, my mom, my pop, right? Because of our own experiences and what calls out to all of us. And if we're tuned into our North Star, we're going to know in our own world what matters to us most, right? We're going to have that, uh, the core vision, the core values, right? Uh, the core focus. They're going to help bring all that together um, for you and give you clarity in your world. So I'm wishing success for each and every one of you in whatever format that you define it in to be for you. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening. Share this with a friend that might find some value in understanding what success means to them and go out and achieve it, however you define it for you. Thanks and catch you on the next episode.